You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Um, I am your host, uh, Janine Bitson. And I'm Father Greg Hammond. And we're just so grateful that you've joined us this morning. I tell you, having Father Peter Andrew talk about our Blessed Mother. Uh, birthday today was so exciting. It was so cool. We needed the whole day to talk to him about her. And, uh, you know, I hope that our listeners, you'll just delve deeper into Mary and her role in the church and and just uh, deeper into the rosary as well. But now, uh, our next guest, we are so grateful we have our excellency, Bishop John Folda from the Diocese of Fargo. Welcome, Bishop. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you, Janine? Really good. I tell you, it was just so fun talking about Mary's uh, birthday today. And now we're so excited to visit with you about the liturgical calendar and and how special that is in our, our Christian life, our Catholic life as well. So thank you again for joining us. Um, you know, the Catholic Church has a, a special calendar, and uh, different from the the lunar calendar, and we're just so happy. Can you explain more about this? Oh, sure, sure. Um, you know, just as the secular world has, as you described it, the lunar calendar, which kind of focuses on the different seasons of the year, the weather, the growing seasons, and all the rest, um, the the Church has its own calendar, which is a liturgical calendar, and it focuses on or it's built around uh, the different liturgical seasons of the year and different liturgical celebrations, the the mysteries of our faith that really form us and and help us grow uh, as the the followers of Christ through the liturgical year, and uh, all of those seasons are lined up in a uh, a uniform way every year and. They're punctuated with the specific feasts that we celebrate, the the great solemnities and the feasts of the saints. And so, again, it really, I I guess I would say the best way to describe it is uh, it's a calendar that's built around the mysteries of our faith. And and those seasons emphasized in a liturgical way uh, the the mysteries, the, the great truths of our faith that we celebrate every year. And and it is a, really a special calendar that helps us to to just grow deeper in our faith. Where you know you talked about the saints' feast days, and I know last week was the twentieth anniversary of our dear friend in heaven, his beatification, and and then in our head we know October third is his feast day, and so those are days that we look forward to celebrating and thanking God for you know, the holy men and women in our lives. And and so can you talk a little bit more about the feast days of saints and, and maybe what you do uh, when you see certain days of the year? Sure, sure. Well, I think that today is a good example. You know, we're celebrating the feast of the birth of Mary. And um, this is, uh, you know, a, a special day for us because Mary has such a crucial part in our life of faith. She was, uh, as we say, the first disciple of Jesus, and she was formed even from the womb by God's grace, preparing her for uh, her role as mother of the Son of God. She would carry the the Son of God in her womb and share with him 
her human nature so that he could be our Redeemer. Um, so we celebrate her today, just, just as we will in a few months. We'll celebrate her Immaculate Conception, uh, that moment when she was preserved from, free from sin. There are a number of feast days of Mary in the calendar. Similarly, we have the feast days of St. Joseph. St. Joseph, husband of Mary, we celebrate in March. And then uh, a couple months later, we celebrate him again as St. Joseph the Worker, just to remind us of this important role that the great man Joseph had in the role of our Lord, not only as foster father, but also as uh, a model, as a teacher, as a model for all of us. And then, of course, we have all the feast days of the great apostles, Peter and Paul, and St. Matthew is coming up later this month, and uh, Luke, and and, uh, all the rest, all the apostles. The Church is built on the foundation of the apostles, and it's good for us to remember that liturgically, um, as we as we live out our faith, that we're an apostolic church. We're built upon the faith of the apostles that was given to them as a gift by our Lord, and that they then hand on, and that we have to hand on as well. So every time we're celebrating one of the apostles, St. Matthew would be the next one up, I think, um, we're reminded that we share in their mission of not only living the faith, but also passing it along and building it up uh, among our brothers and sisters. So it's really kind of an evangelical mission that we have. And of course, you know, our our uh, great uh, saints that have passed uh, through our lives uh, through the course of the centuries, through the life of the Church, uh, you know, we're, we're always inspired by the example of the saints and um, we're, we're moved, I think, to greater fidelity as they were. You know, for instance, some of the great martyrs, you know, the martyrs for the Church, the fathers of the Church, like, uh, oh, uh, uh, St. Cyprian, uh, St. Ignatius, uh, many others as well. But even martyrs from our own time, St. Uh, Edith Stein uh, and St. Maximilian Kolbe, these are uh, great examples, great men and women who gave their lives for our Lord. And so we're so blessed to have these examples for us, these witnesses for us, and their place in the church year is just a, a way of drawing us closer into the mystery of, of our Lord's death and resurrection. And of course, you might say the backbone of the liturgical calendar it would be the liturgical seasons. You know, Advent, Christmas, Lent, Easter, ordinary time. So it's it's all it's really remarkable. It's complex in some ways, but it's very simple in other ways. Yeah, it's, I like how you describe that the the seasons as the backbone, so to speak, of the liturgical year, like Advent, Christmas, Lent, Easter, and now ordinary time that we're in. Mm-hmm. An ordinary time is, I think, the uh, the season of the year that maybe gets. Uh, overlooked because it doesn't because of the very name ordinary. But I feel like it's the real time of where, as, as Christians, we can uh, grow because it's it, it follows the, the 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 life of Christ in the readings that we have for both daily and Sunday mass. It really follows the life and the teachings of Jesus, and then it's also ornamented by all of these different days that we celebrate saints. And as a as a priest myself. Sometimes I feel like I go through 
some of my own seasons where at the mass, if the the feast day of a saint is merely optional, maybe I'll celebrate it, maybe I won't. Uh, but right now, for whatever reason, I'm in one of those seasons where I am celebrating a lot more of those those optional saints days, and they really give so much uh, beauty and inspiration when you are able to delve into their lives just a little bit uh, and draw some connection to the witness that they give of Jesus Christ himself and what it looks like to be a disciple. I think the, uh, the the liturgical calendar as we have it really helps to show us the way to be a disciple or keep that in front of our minds. And I think also, uh, just to add to that, is that, you know, we're all called to be saints. You know, it's it's uh, like Blessed Columba Marmion said, it's not for the few, it's for the many. And, and I think that's so awesome how our church highlights the lives of saints, um, calling us to, you know, like Father Greg just said, you know, uh, it makes us dig a little deeper, get to know them a little deeper, and to be inspired by them. And uh, and that all leads us closer to Christ, which is the ultimate goal, is, uh, you know, we want to be living with Him forever in heaven. Well, that's true. We're, you know, we're all called to holiness, and the word saint means one, a holy one. And uh, so there observance in our, our liturgical year is a reminder that we all share in that same call to holiness that they had and uh, to share in the in the, the life of grace that our Lord has opened up for us. So, you know, between the liturgical seasons, you know, Advent, Ordinary Time, Christmas, and, and all the others, as well as the, the Feast of the Saints, um, it's all a call to holiness. I think we could put it that way as well. So, so Bishop, um, do you have a, a particular saint that just really you have a, a, a spiritual connection with, a uh, intimate relationship with? Yeah, there's several of them. Obviously, our Blessed Mother uh, is is right at the top. You know, yeah. how could how could she not be? Right. I've always really had a great love for Saints Peter and Paul. Um, I think, especially since I studied in Rome uh, many years ago. And, you know, you just see images and, and the presence and the memory of Saints Peter and Paul, those two great apostles uh, who uh, gave their lives for the Church in Rome, but really were so foundational to the establishment of the Church um, at our Lord's uh, initiative, of course, and by His grace. But Peter and Paul really have, have always been very dear to me. In fact, I have images of both of them in my office, so I, I kind of have them before my eyes all the time. Um, St. John, my, my patron saint, St. John the Evangelist and Apostle, um, I love Gospel of John, so uh, there too, I'm, I'm always just inspired by the depth of his faith and his uh, just living out the mystery of what Christ means for all of us. Uh, a few others, too, uh, just for instance, St. Gregory the Great, I, I was... Just celebrated his feast day on the 3rd. Exactly. Yeah. I was the rector of uh, the seminary of St. Gregory the Great in my home diocese of Lincoln for 14 years, and I I would say I developed a very close friendship, a relationship with him. I, I just always saw him as a spiritual friend and father and guide. Um, he was a great shepherd of the Church. Even now, uh, as bishop, I'm... I'm inspired, and, and uh, I feel like I still learn from him. So there are many of these uh, that I just feel like I've got a, a friendship with. and, and uh, That's fantastic. It, it, 
it really brings it all to life. It, it does, and that's what's so important about the liturgical calendar, too. It really helps us, you know, be reminded um, of, of these wonderful holy men and women. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we've been uh, visiting with Bishop John Folded from the Diocese of Fargo, but on the other side of this break, we will continue to talk about the fantastic liturgical year, the gift that, that we have to celebrate every single day our Catholic faith. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. We're so uh, just so grateful that you've joined us this morning. Uh, we've been having a great show. Yes. Uh, Father Gregory Hammond has joined me for the first time today, and it feels like we've been doing this forever, yeah, it's been a lot so of fun. it's good. Yeah, really. <laughs> Great to sit down together. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've also been joined uh, this morning by Bishop John Folda of the Diocese of Fargo. We've been visiting about the liturgical year and just what a, a special gift it is from God to have our liturgical year. Um, Janine, I, f- I feel like most people probably connect with the liturgical year in terms of uh, what their attendance at Mass and maybe seeing if they even notice what uh, color the priest is wearing on that particular Sunday, Very and maybe, maybe what he happens to say about uh, the, the, the Mass and the liturgical season. But, uh, but I think a, a lot of families don't necessarily 
have much more of a, of a conscious thought about the liturgical season than sometimes gets reminded to them at their attendance at Sunday Masses. Bishop Foldit, could you maybe just give us uh, that backbone? You mentioned the, the liturgical year is a backbone. Could you kind of walk us through how that backbone is structured from, from kind of start to finish as we go walk through a, a typical year? Sure, gladly. Um, as I mentioned, Father, the, the liturgical seasons really are that structure, that backbone for the, the whole liturgical year. And um, our New, year day, New Year's Day starts with the first Sunday of Advent, which usually is right at the end of November or the beginning of December. There, that's that four-week period <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, prepares us for the celebration of Christmas. The word Advent means the coming. And uh, during that time, we're, we're anticipating the coming of God into our world in the form of Jesus, His Son. Uh, and, and that period of time is, is really a beautiful preparation. You know, so much of our Christmas preparation is about material things and um, kind of the secular aspect of the season. But the season of Advent is kind of a, a, an extended retreat that spiritually prepares us for the celebration of Christmas. And then, of course, with Christmas itself, we move into the next season, which is fairly brief. It's a couple of weeks long. But the Christmas season really then focuses on the birth of Christ and the coming of the Savior and what this means uh, for us as Catholics, as Christians, and as, as members of the human family, because the Word of God came in the flesh. The Son of God came as, as a man and became our Redeemer. So the Christmas season then follows. Then we begin what's called ordinary time. And um, that's a little bit of a misnomer because it's not ordinary in the sense that we usually understand it. It's just an ordered number of weeks between seasons. As you said before, it's kind of when we we really reach into the, the broadest uh, uh, living and, and prayer and uh, study almost of the mysteries of our faith, you know, all the, the teachings and the actions of Christ throughout his public life are unfolded for us during the course of ordinary time. Usually sometime in February, uh, depending on the year, we begin the season of Advent. And I'm sorry, Lent, excuse me. Lent is a 40-day period, again, of uh, preparation for the Paschal mystery of our Lord's um, suffering and death and resurrection, which we celebrate during Holy Week and Easter. Lent is a time of, of prayer and penance. Um, it's, it's just a time where we turn our hearts more completely to our Lord and prepare for that great celebration of His death and resurrection and what that means for us, how, how that really is the, the hinge of our entire Christian lives. Then with Holy Week, when we, we really dive into the whole Paschal mystery of, of our Lord's suffering and death, we, we prepare ourselves for the great celebration of His resurrection on Easter Sunday, which extends over the course of another season, the Easter season, which is um, seven Sundays in a row, um, each one of those Sundays is about the resurrection. Well, really, the whole season is. But it's all about the resurrection of our Lord. It's all about the risen life that we are called to share uh, through Jesus. And it culminates with the celebration of, 
the Ascension and Pentecost, the, the ascent of our Lord to heaven, and then the coming of the Holy Spirit. And then after Pentecost, we begin again ordinary time. It's kind of, you might say, round two of ordinary time. And that extends then all the way to the, uh, the, end, to the end of November when we celebrate the solemnity of Christ the King. So Christ the King is kind of like the, the final event, you might say, in the liturgical year when we look to Jesus uh, in glory. We look to him as the supreme king in majesty who has reached the culmination of his mission, and, and uh, we look forward to being with him in eternal life in heaven. So it's really a, an extraordinary unfolding, you might say, of the, the mystery of the truths of our faith, and it's all done in a very, very beautiful liturgical fashion. So I, I hope that all made sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it really helps to keep those uh, those aspects of our faith, the mysteries of our faith, and the, the 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 days that we celebrate them. It helps them keep. It helps us to keep those those facts of our faith in our minds. It's, it could be very easy, just as we get swept up with life, to uh, forget some of these things or, or think about them only only rarely. But the church helps to keep these 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 facts in mind that we can keep going back to grounding ourselves in the death and resurrection of Jesus in the coming of Jesus in his closeness in the witness of different saints that come to us over the course of the the, the liturgical year well there's a there's an old saying in the church lex orandi lex credendi i'm sure you learned that in the seminary sure. father you know the law of praying is the law of believing as we pray so we believe and that's why the the prayer life of the church as it's lived out in the liturgy and the whole liturgical year just reinforces everything that we believe. Uh, it reinforces all the great truths that that we believe, all the great events of our faith, and uh, as well as you know the great witnesses of faith. We were talking about the saints before. You know, they too um, they help us to live more deeply everything that we believe as Catholics. I know that um, we receive. Graciously, uh, because of uh, benefactors, many times it's uh, our local nursing homes, the liturgical calendar that is passed out at our parishes. Um, and that is so helpful, too, for our families. If if you pick up one of those calendars, I know you can buy them at the store and, and they can have cute puppies and all this on it. <laughs> but it, it's really, really wonderful. Have at least that liturgical calendar hanging somewhere in your home as a reminder. Uh, and even having the Magnificat uh, is just such a fantastic way to keep in touch with the feast days, you know, um, uh, or well, the seasons and the feast days that are happening in the liturgical year. But, but Bishop, how else can you encourage families to follow the liturgical calendar? Well, there's lots of ways, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned those examples, Janine. I think one example would be just the Advent calendar. You know, the Advent wreath at home can be lit to mark the progression of weeks through the season of Advent. And there, of course, are prayers that can be said along with that ritual, that kind of uh, devotional celebration. It's all tied into the liturgy of the Church, <clears throat> but it's something that can be done at home as a, a devotional prayer of the family. Um, the, the Lenten calendar, same thing. You know, I think that 
families can can pray together through the course of those seasons, and maybe even uh, take turns reading a, a Bible verse that would come with these different uh, liturgical calendars that can be obtained, as you said, from places like Hurley's or or uh, any other religious goods store. And you know, I think even even too during Advent, a family could, for instance. Um, decide together to observe some sort of a specific daily prayer or daily act of penance or charity. Same thing with Lent. A lot of times families um, can unite and, and, and join together in uh, making a particular act of sacrifice or trying to carry out a specific act of charity. All of this preparing for the great celebrations to come. So, you know, the, these are penitential seasons, but on the other hand, there's a great joy because there's so much anticipation of what's coming up. And then, you know, Christmas, obviously, we celebrate Christmas in lots of ways as families, but I think doing so in a prayerful way, maybe by using the, the readings of the day or the, the prayers of the day, maybe focusing on one of the personalities of those gospel stories, uh, you know, the wise men or the shepherds or Mary or Joseph, same way with with Holy Week, just kind of uh, looking closely at the uh, the personalities who were so close to Jesus, like Peter, like Mary Magdalene, like Saint John, and and all the rest. Uh, there there are just a million ways I think that we as Catholics and certainly as Catholic families can really live out the liturgical year at home. Well, I just cannot thank you enough for joining us and, and giving us this wonderful lesson on our beautiful liturgical year that we share as Catholics. And, uh, you know, just thank you again for being such an awesome shepherd to our Diocese of Fargo and, and to our listening area as well, every time we have you on, uh, and all our bishops across our listening area. It's just fantastic. So, Well, thank, thank you. you. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome. So up next, spiritual discouragement. What is this and how can we overcome it? Stay tuned to hear more about this on Real Presence Live. 